0: Turn with me, if you would, to the book of, uh anybody remember our text? Huh? Mark 11. Don't you like Mark 11? Whew. I'm excited about this this morning. I can get as excited about faith as about anything. It has changed our life so radically. So many results that we've seen that we didn't see before we learned about faith. And I know that our future depends on the grace of God and our faith. How many have seen enough in the word to see that everything from being born again all the way through life to the end and beyond is by grace through faith. Can you see that? By grace, but not just by grace. Also. Through faith and so many times Jesus looked at people who were needing things and wanting things and he didn't just tell them okay here you go according to the power of God according to the will of God. What did he say according to your faith now religion and tradition has just completely done away with that and they've made it according to the will of God haven't they. They have actually changed what Jesus said. And they find fault with us. They've changed what he said. According to God's power. According to God's uh, will. It didn't say that. Again and again. What did he tell people? As you have believed. So be it to you. According to your faith. Be it unto you. Not just once. Again and again and again. Is it really that way? Then you and I ought to be very interested. In faith. And growing in faith. And developing in faith. And so many things that people blame on the will of God. Because it didn't happen. It's not true. It's the result of a lack of faith. They say it wasn't the will of God. But it was just lack of faith and that's sad because the bottom line is somebody didn't receive and you know a small consolation holding on to your tradition while not receiving yeah but this is what we believe yeah but you do it without well this is the best we know well maybe it's not enough maybe we need to know some more so let's go on today we're going to believe God together how many believe God could speak to you in such a way through the Word that your faith just wells up and just reaches up and soars beyond where you have been, Amen. and your ability to lay hold and receive from Him for yourself and for the benefit of the kingdom and other people can greatly increase. Amen. Then let's do it. Mark 11 22. Mark 11:22, what does it say? Jesus said to them what? Have faith in God. God. Everybody say that out loud. Have Have faith faith in God. God. Say it again. Have Have faith faith in God. God. Try to have faith. Uh Uh-uh. Do your best. No, no. no. Have faith. Have faith. faith. Look at somebody and say, have faith. Then you tell them, okay. Okay, one. Uh, if you look up in the margin, it can read like this, and some other translations bring it out. Have the faith of God, or have the God kind of faith. Well, where did this faith come from? Do we serve a faith God? Does He Himself operate in faith and by faith? You know, it's real ignorance that people make fun of faith. Because God operates by faith. Hmm? And we sure ought to be glad He does. He is not moved by what He sees. With you and me, He speaks things over us that's nothing like what He sees. And He is unmoved by contradicting circumstances. Decade after decade. Aren't we glad? And what He's endeavoring to do with us is get us to do like He does. Not just fall apart when we see something that's not good. Not just throw up our hands in despair when we feel something bad. He's teaching us and training us and calling on us to be like Him. And to be unmoved by what we see and feel Only by what we believe. And what we believe is what he said. Can you say amen? Amen. Oh faith. 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 Faith the way. Have faith in God. Who said that? Jesus. Jesus. You know the context of this as you remember. Is he spoke to the fig tree. And it obeyed him. And uh, the disciples remarked about it. And they said, how quickly that happened. You just spoke to it and it happened. And he looked at them and said, you have faith in God too. Now, if you put this together with Matthew 21, if you were here a couple of Sundays ago, you know, we went into some detail about it. Jesus said in Matthew 21, he said, if you would believe and not doubt, you could not only do that which is done to the fig tree, but you could also speak to this mountain. Is he telling them they can do what he just did? As plainly as you can say it. And yet religion has taken Jesus and what he has done and put it in a category unattainable to us and said, well, yeah, he could speak to things and it happened because he's God. But you're not, so forget it. But again, that's the tradition of man making the word of God of non-effect. Get that out of your head and come back to what Jesus said. Right? He looked at him, and he's looking at you and he's looking at me and he said, you see what I did to that fig tree? Yeah. You can do it too. Not only that, but you see that big mountain over there? Yeah. You can do that. You can speak to that. And if you won't doubt. But believe that what you say comes to pass. You will have what you said. That's a lot of you. Let's read it. 23. For verily I say to you. That whosoever. Young Christian. Older Christian. Baptist. Catholic. Pentecostal southern, northern, educated, uneducated, rich, poor, whosoever shall what? Then do you know why we make confessions? Why we say? Whoever will say to this mountain, that's not prayer. You're not praying to God about the mountain. You're talking to the big problem. And you tell the big problem, Big problem. You be thrown into the sea. Now what comes next? And you don't allow yourself to doubt. But you believe that what you said will come to pass. So it's not just saying it. But it's believing what you said. Some say well you you believe you can have anything that you say. No bring it right back to the word. He said if you would say it and not doubt. But believe what you said would happen. Then you would have whatever you said. Yeah you can say all kind of stuff that you don't believe. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. But if you say it and believe it. And believe it and say it. And say it and believe it and don't quit. What did Jesus say? You will have whatever it is that you are saying. I believe the words of Jesus. I'm looking at the Bible. This is what he said. People can make fun of us. I mean just recently. Somebody told me you know that they didn't believe what I teach. And they said you know y'all are that name it and claim it bunch. I'm not talking about a year ago. I'm talking about days ago. Well i make no apology. I'm reading the words of Jesus. He's the one told me this. What's wrong with believing this? Do you know? What would be wrong with believing this? That if I would say it and not doubt in my heart, but believe that what I said would come to pass, I would have what I say. Now see, people think that they are so opposed to that. But how are they opposed to getting saved? Isn't that how they got saved? Hmm? Isn't that exactly how they got born again if they are? They believed something in their heart. Right? They said it with their mouth. Exactly. And why do we think that after you get born again, God's ways of doing things radically changes? And it's not that way anymore. No, the same way you got in this is the way you're going to go through this Amen. all the way to the end. Can you say amen? amen? If you believe it, say so. I believe this. I believe, this. I believe, the, words of Jesus I believe the words of Jesus that if I would say and not doubt in my heart but believe what I say, I what I say. Would, come I would come to pass that I, that I will have, will have what, I what I say. I believe it. Amen. He said it. I believe it. That's why we keep saying every debt. Every debt. Every one of them. Reduced and eliminated. Do you believe that? Are you expecting that to happen? Then what will happen? It is happening. We get reports of it every week. I mean you just have to be blind or dishonest to deny it. It's happening right in front of us. We keep saying we're getting our houses, our buildings, our lands. We have had report after report. You just heard this one today. People living in their van. Now they got their own house, got their own place. 14 acres. They just kept sitting up here. you know, Even though they were crowded with all their dogs and their cats in their little room. They stood up and said, we're getting our houses and our buildings and our land. We're getting them. We're getting them. Now they're in it. I feel sorry for people that don't believe this. What are they doing? Without. And blaming God. Trying to say it's the will of God. Hmm. Sad. Well, we're having fun. Instead of fighting us, they should come join us. They'd be a lot happier. Well, go with me this morning. To the book of Romans, the 10th chapter. You know, we talked last week. Anybody remember what we talked about? No worries. The title of our series here is without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because that's what we must eliminate if we're going to receive what God has for us and do what he has called us to do. It takes faith to obey God in ministry. Did you know that? Oh man. You know what's puzzling to me? We've had people find fault with us about the prosperity we teach. And then they turn right around and ask for money. It's happened more than once. Ask us for money. Tell us they don't believe in what we preach. Isn't that foolish? Or tell people, their own people, we don't believe in all that, but then turn right around and pull for a big offering. Well, if the man in the pew and the woman in the pew is not blessed and prospered. Where do you think a big offering is coming from? You understand what I'm talking about? It's just, it's foolishness. It's the enemy's confusion. It's what it is. Anyway, in talking about doing the will of God, we said it takes faith. It takes faith. You must believe that God can provide for you everything it's going to take to get the job done. I actually had the Lord tell me some years ago. I don't mean to heard an audible voice, but inside me, he said, "Keith, I don't care how much it costs." He said that means nothing to me. He said if you happen to spend a few dollars too much on this or that, he said, "I do not care." He said, Cost means nothing to me. I don't care how much it costs. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. He said, I care that you get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I care. Thank you. And what people don't realize, it's not going to cut it. In a few days, for us to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ, to give an account of what we did and did not do with our little short life down here and the call that he gave us, And, uh, you know, I called you to do this. I told you to do this. And you say, well, you know, it just costs too much money. We didn't have the money. We couldn't do it because we didn't have the money. That is not going to cut it. Is the Lord going to look at us and go, you're right. You didn't have enough money, so forget it. I guess I shouldn't even have called you to do it because I should have known you wasn't going to have the money. He is the God of unlimited ability and resources. He is well able to get us the money and the stuff. If we'll believe Him. So it comes back again. Not to a matter of ability. It ain't about money. It's about faith. And when you learn this, you realize no matter where you are, no matter what He calls you to do, If you got a seed in your hand and some faith in your heart, we can get there. We can sow our way and we can believe our way to it no matter how big it is. And it's his idea. It's his ministry. But we can't sit by and make excuses and we can't do this and we can't do that because we can't afford it and we don't have it. That's not a lack of money problem. It's a lack of faith problem. Can you see that? Let me say that again what the Lord said to me. He said, "I don't care how much it cost. Should know, people labor over you know whole church uh churches get into turmoil over saving money? If we' go with that cheaper brand of carpet, man, we'd save a thousand dollars. You think the Lord cares about that thousand dollars? Some people do. some people think that's all there is to it. No. Claim an extra five. Get the good stuff. Represent the Lord. He doesn't care how much it costs. He cares that you get the job done. There are going to be no rewards. Later on. For who saved the most money. (laughs) Lord our church. Saved X amount of dollars. Over 40 years time. Lord we saved you. This month. You know. When is he going to get that money that people are saving him? When's he going to get it? It's deception. It's confusion. He doesn't care how much it costs. He cares that we get the job done at any cost. It doesn't make any difference how many billions or trillions or if it takes our last drop of blood. Get the job done. That's what he cares about. Can you say, amen? amen? So how about us? How about you? How about me? Faith, life church, what are we going to do? We're going to believe God. We're going to sow our seed. We're going to think big and claim big, and by the grace of God, get this job done. Our part of it. right? We started. We've begun. Has the Lord already blessed us? I mean, there's the word's going out. Things are increasing. Thanks be unto God. Here in uh, Romans. Well, go to Acts 10. Hold your place in Romans. Let's go from Acts 10 and we'll jump right over to uh, Romans 10. What's the name of the series? Without a doubt, how are you going to do all and receive all that God has called you to do and given you by faith? In order to believe, we got to get rid of that doubt without a doubt. Acts 10, are you there? This is the story of how Peter was on the housetop and had an experience with God. Do you remember that? Had this vision. And uh, the Bible says in Acts 10. Down in verse uh, 18. They called these men from Cornelius' house that had gone looking for Peter. Called to see if he was lodged there. Verse 19. While Peter thought on the vision. The spirit said to him. Behold three men seek you. They're looking for you. Arise, therefore, and get you down, and go with them, what? Doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now, what did he say? Now, these guys are from the wrong part of town. These guys are from a different religious persuasion. Everything tells him politically, Culturally, his career, don't go with them. Don't have this meeting. Don't hook up with these guys. Everything tells him that. He thinks the word tells him that. His understanding of the Old Testament. Separation from the Gentiles. That's what he has. How could he go with them and not have a doubt. Are y'all with me on this now? Did what did the Lord tell him? Here they are, Gentiles, got nothing in common with him. He thinks he's not even supposed to be having fellowship with these people. He's not supposed to have a meal with these people. He's not supposed to have anything to do with them. He thinks. His church has taught him this. His culture has taught him this. He thinks the word has taught him this. But here, the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost tells him what? You go with him. No, with not a doubt. No doubt. Doubting no thing. With no doubt. Why? Keep reading. Why? Because I have sent him. And what did he do? To his credit... He went right on down there. And even when he got there, do you remember? And he stood up and they said, oh, we're so glad you came in. You did so good to come. And they told him about the angel that they saw. And he stood there and he's still trying to figure out why he's there. You can tell it. You can hear it. And then he begins to say, he said, I perceive. God, he's just now getting it. That God is no respecter of persons, and he began to say a few things. Before he could finish, get really get his message started, the Holy Ghost fell—a move of God, the opening of the good news to those that were on the outside. Oh, can you say Amen? Because what? Without a doubt. What if he had doubted? What if he'd have said, "Ah." Uh, I don't know. What does doubt mean in the first three letters? D-O-U is from what? Double. Double duo. Dewey. Dos. Two. If he would have said, man, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like I ought to go. But, man, if I do. Well, you know, did he get in trouble for going? Yeah. He got called on the carpet. Did you read the next chapter, the 11th chapter? Man, they had a big to do over this. He got called on the carpet. Big time. It was only by a miracle that he made it through this. They said, we heard you went into Gentiles and ate with them. Now that may sound strange to us, but you got to understand the world he lived in and the culture. That's what I'm saying. How could he go without a doubt? He could. Let's go over it again slowly. Can you tell me from reading this verse, how could he go with them without even a doubt? Huh? The Spirit said, oh, do you hear this? The Spirit said to him, you get up and you go down there and you go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. How could he go doubting nothing? Because He had heard from the Lord. He had heard from Him. Now, a lot of you know this. You've heard this. How does faith come? But you can hear something like that and you can have it in your memory and think you know all about it and barely scratch the surface. People have rushed past this one. I've seen so many folk. I had the privilege of working in the healing school at Brother Hagan's ministry. And of course, you know, these people want to be healed. So how do we get our healing? By faith. Right? By faith. How many times did Jesus tell people, your faith made you whole. Your faith did it. Your faith. Your faith. So we begin to work on the faith. And again and again, I saw people jump over the getting faith part into trying to work faith. Trying to stand in faith, trying to stand in faith. No, don't rush to the standing in faith past the getting faith. Are you with me now? How does faith come? How could this man go in the face and fly in the face of his position, all of his friends, all of his contacts, all of his culture, even what he has heard preached? Without a single doubt. How could he do that? Come on somebody help me now. Tell me how could he do that? He had heard from the Lord. He had heard from the Lord. And it carried him through. How are we going to be without a doubt? We must have heard from him. Romans 10. Go there please. Romans 10. Did you hear what we just said a moment ago? Don't rush to the standing in faith part. What should you make sure you cover thoroughly? The getting faith part. What is the origin of faith? Where does it come from? And how does it come? Yeah. See, people have done all... There's been people that have big ministry lines and lay hands on people to impart faith to them. There's no scripture for that. There's no precedent for that. There are untold Christians across this planet pleading and begging God for faith, asking Him for faith. But the Bible didn't say faith comes by praying or asking for it or begging for it. Where does faith come from? What is the origin of faith? Where does it come from and how does it come? Can we know? It's right here in the word. We're told in this chapter how faith comes and where it comes from. Romans 10. Are you there? Romans 10. The Bible said in verse 13, Romans ten thirteen, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Calling is speaking, isn't it? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Stop right there. Anytime the Bible asks you a question, you need to endeavor to answer the question. What's the question? How will they call? How are you going to get saved? Got to call on the Lord. How are you going to call on the Lord and you don't believe? What's the answer? You won't. You can't. How shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? Oh, did you hear this? This is the thing we're focusing on today. How can you believe if you haven't heard? You cannot. And I know that this has been in the Bible a long time. But friend, we got all kind of people in so-called faith circles. And they are struggling and failing in their faith walk. Trying to have faith in an area. And they haven't heard. They haven't heard from him. And so their faith is not there. And they're trying to make a confession. And they're trying to do the faith things. But the faith is not there. How can you believe and you haven't heard? You can't. I'm going to go over that again. I may sound repetitious this morning, but that's okay. It's necessary because people think they know these things. And it's not your head, we're wanting to get this, it's your heart. Amen. And man, if you focus with me now and stay hooked, let's stay hooked together and believe God on this. This will get in your spirit. You can come up to a whole nother level of faith that you had not even known was there. How can you believe and you haven't heard? You can't. It's hard? Sometimes, no, no, you can't. How can you have faith and you haven't heard? So if we're desirous of faith and growing in faith, really what are we desirous of? We want to hear from God. Oh, can you see this? Keep reading. How shall they hear without a preacher? Now let's just stop right here. Are preachers necessary? Huh? Well, what do you expect me to say? Are preachers necessary? Now when we say preachers, what is a preacher? A proclaimer. Now we're getting to something here that's very important. There are some churches who have taught that we should not have really per se leadership. That we all have the Holy Ghost. And so their emphasis is democracy. I had a fellow write me one time and tell me that their denomination was the purest form of democracy on the planet. And he said it with great pride. Not realizing he just told me that their church was out of the will of God. And so the emphasis is, well, we all have the spirit. And we should and we do if you believe and you've received. But here's the thing, when the Lord ascended on high, the Bible said he gave gifts to men. And he names them off, doesn't he? He gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the entire body of Christ. Well, is everyone an apostle? No, is everybody a pastor or an evangelist or prophet? Or? No, in fact, the Bible First Corinthians 12 asks those questions. Is everyone this? Well, no, they're not. It's a matter of the anointing. Everybody say the anointing. The anointing. With the call comes the anointing. There's a difference between a person who loves God... Standing up and reading a verse and making a comment about it. Or somebody who's anointed to teach it or to proclaim it. Reading it and speaking it with that anointing. Are you with me now? There's a difference. Do we need this? I see it in ways I have not seen it before. This began to dawn on me last night, and I begin to look back in my own life and talk you know why is Phyllis and I and our families and our ministries and the church family, everything, why are we so blessed? Why are we enjoying so much from where we used to be? I mean, looking back 30 years ago where we were and what God has done with us and how he's helped us, what's the difference? Faith. Faith, God's grace, but you had to receive it by your faith, right? Faith involves the way you think and the way you talk. It's a different world. It's a different life. But then I was reminded, well, how would you get to faith? How did it come? And I came right back to sitting under Brother Hagin's teaching. And different men and women of God. Year after year. Yeah, I got some things reading the Bible myself. But so much of it was tied into what I heard coming through them. Is that right? right? And one thing led to another. And how did my faith come? It came by my hearing. But how did my hearing come? It came by the anointing on the preachers and teachers. Oh, can you see this? Are we going to have faith? How do we get it? Yeah, but how do we hear it? Do you understand there is hearing that doesn't hear? How many times Jesus said, Him that has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, didn't they all have ears? Did they all hear? No. No. You can hear and not hear. Well, if you hear but don't hear, does faith come? No. Can you see how important hearing is? How are we going to hear? Keep reading. Back up. How will they call on him in whom they've not believed? Answer me with that. They won't. How can they believe in whom they have not heard? Can you believe without hearing? No, you cannot. That doesn't stop there. How shall they hear without a preacher? Can you? Why say preacher? Why not just say, get your Bible and read it out loud? Get you some tapes of the Bible. And play them night and day. I do that. I enjoy that. And I've listened to a lot of good tapes. Of people preaching and teaching. But it's more. It's a difference. I know when I first got to. uh, Ramo. And I'm just as green. And dumb as can be. And one thing that stood out to me. I'd go to different classes. And sometimes Brother Hagin's class. He'd get up. And just open the Bible and start reading. He's just reading. He hadn't made a comment. He's just reading. And man, I'm getting revelation while he's reading the text. And I'm thinking, he don't read like I read. <laughs> it's different. Now, what's the difference? The anointing. The anointing. But what's the anointing for? For hearing. The anointing helps you, enables you to hear him. Oh, are y'all believing with me or not? I have to keep going over it. I have to keep being repetitious because the problem is we think we know this. If I asked you how faith comes, half of you could pop up and say, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, what does that mean? That's how faith comes. Yeah, but what is hearing? How? Because it's obvious. People sit in the same service. The same words bounced off both of their eardrums. One person leave aggravated. Another person leave blessed immeasurably. They didn't hear the same thing. Did they? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? How can they hear without a preacher? Now the answer to every one of these questions has been, they can't. How can they call on him if they haven't believed? They can't. How can they believe if they haven't heard? They can't. How can they hear without a preacher? What's the obvious answer? They can't. There are people to tell you they can't. But it's because they mistake knowledge with faith. They think knowledge is faith. Knowledge is not faith. Just because you know something that you've seen. Nope. How does faith come? Keep reading. That's what he's building up to. How shall they preach except what? I'm excited about the word senders. What's the answer to this? How can they preach except they be sent? What if there were no partners? Hmm? There's been a lot of years since I worked, since I punched a clock and drew a check from a company. If there were no partners and there were no offerings, nobody sewing to send the word, I wouldn't have this shirt. I wouldn't have a tie, I wouldn't have shoes, I wouldn't have a car to ride in, certainly not a plane to fly in, or money to go, or there would be no TV time. or You see what I'm saying? Somebody is sending me. And not just me, but all the preachers and teachers all over the world. Somebody is sending these people with their prayer and with their money and their help. Is that a big part of the kingdom of God? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Do you think, you know, that God discounts whoever paid for the gas for me to get to the meeting? I couldn't have got there without it. Does he not give them a part of what's going on? Just like me? I'm preaching, but I couldn't have been there. I couldn't have done it without everything else that went along with it. How can they preach? Unless they are sent. They can't. God sends them. By his call. By his anointing. But then he uses people. To literally physically send them. Can you say amen. Amen. And I, I just. I know it in my heart. God is raising an army. Of word senders. To fulfill all the vision. That he has given. And is giving for our part. Yours and mine. Can you say amen? amen? I'm a word sender. Yes, yes. I help send other people and I put it, Phyllis and I so big into this, you know that. You, you. So I guess there are days I sent myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Money wise, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I guess that'd be double harvest day. That would. I like the sound of that. How will they preach except they're sent? What's the answer? They can't. They won't. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that proclaim the good news, the gospel of peace, and bring the glad tidings of good things. This is an exclamation in the middle of this. And I've, I mean, I'm seeing it clearer than I have ever seen it before. That's why I was. My mind went back. To people that God used to bring me the word. And I, scriptures I had read over and read over and read over, but I heard them preach it with that anointing and I heard from God. I heard from Him through them. And that's when you want to say, how beautiful are the feet of them that God called and He sent and other people sent and they came and preached and I heard. Oh, yeah. And it didn't just bounce off my eardrums. I heard from heaven. I heard from the Lord. Amen. And we'll look what the very next verse says. Verse 16. They've not all obeyed the gospel. Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by The word of God. Now how many have a different translation from the King James. And yours does not say the word of God. It says something else. What does it say? Word of Christ. Anybody else have that? that? Christ. And that is really a better translation. Oh are you seeing something already? The word is the Messiah. The Christ. The anointed one. Christ. The, well, why I say anointed one? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word anointed. You, yeah. Not just hearing, the word of the anointed one, the anointed word. Amen. What makes the difference? In hearing and not hearing. Reading something and just going right past you. You do understand how many times we have read right over stuff. We have heard it and heard it and didn't hear it. We saw it and read it and saw it. And it is the answer to what we are dealing with. And just not even see it for years. Then what made the difference one day? Oh, oh, the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. That eye opening, ear opening, spirit opening, understanding opening, anointing. And when you hear it like that, that's when faith comes. You don't have to try to work faith up. When you hear him, faith comes. But the problem is, you can hear a lot of tapes and not hear him. You can read a lot of scriptures and not hear him. Are you with me now? Thank you Lord. Faith comes. Confidence comes. Knowing comes. Full persuasion comes. Can you say amen? When does it come? It comes when you hear. And how do you hear? By the word of the anointing. The anointed word. Well, who is the Christ? He is. The anointed word. Can you say amen? amen. Man, if we just went home right now, it would have been worth coming today. I'm telling you, God is helping us. He's helping us. Go to First John, please. First John. 1 John 2. First John 2 and 20. Says, but you have, what? An unction. an unction, some translations say anointing. Do you have an anointing? You have an anointing from the Holy One, and by that anointing you what? You know. You know. This anointing enables you to What? To know something you 're sure you can 't have faith till you have heard from God. Go back with me to john john um, I think it 's fourth chapter, Gospel account of John chapter four. Oh, the more we get a hold of this, the more we see the value of just what we 're doing right now, and you reading your chapter. And you being under the anointing of the word coming forth. Because that is whereby faith comes. It is when and how you hear from him. You know, you shouldn't just be here to hear Keith today at all. And I shouldn't be here just to look at you. We're here for what? Our life depends on us hearing from God. Every aspect of it, everything you're dealing with, the victory, the solution, the answer is all comes right back to hearing from God. He already knows what to do. We got to hear from him. Do we need assistance in hearing from him in this sin-filled, ignorance-filled, curse-filled world? Yeah, we do. Thank God we have assistance. The Holy Ghost. The comforter, the revealer of truth. He is the anointing. And he, by the manifestation of the anointing, enables us to hear from God. And then when we've heard from God, faith comes. Now we can stand. We can do what we need to do. But don't rush past this part. John 4. John 4, this is the account of the woman at the well that Jesus spoke to. And the Bible said, you know, that after she had encountered him, she ran back to her town and area, or I should say the area, and people she knew that knew her and told them about how she had met this man and how he knew about her life by revelation and said, you know, surely this must be the one that was to come. And in 4, John 4 and uh, 39 describes her telling them this. And in verse 40. So when the Samaritans were come to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. Now what's he doing while he's there two days? What he normally did. He's preaching, he's teaching. And many more believed because of his own word. And they said to the woman. Now we believe. Not because of your saying. For we have heard him ourselves. And what's the next words? And And what? And what? And what? And we know it. Is there faith there? Can you hear faith? Can you see faith? Huh? Are they persuaded of something? Do they know something? How did they get there? Let's back up to our text in Romans 10. How can you get saved? You got to call on the Lord. How can you call on the Lord? You got to believe. How can you believe? You got to hear. How are you going to hear? There's gotta be a preacher. They heard Jesus. Now, they got excited when she came and told them about this. And they were curious, and they were, had questions, they were intrigued, they were a lot of things. But nothing says about them knowing it. Until he came. And what happened? They heard him for theirself. Oh, glory to God. They heard him for this and they said, Now we believe. Now we believe. Could you say now no more doubt? Is it now now no doubts? Now we believe. Why? Not because of what you said. But because we have heard him for ourselves and we know it. And we know it. This is faith. Oh, glory to God. I'm excited about it. I'm about to talk in tongues. I'm trying to express this best way I know. Do you see this? Yeah. We talk, there's been so much talk about faith. And people say, well, how does faith come? Well, it comes by hearing, hearing by the word. And just run past that and then emphasize talking about standing, standing, standing. Well, no, no. Don't rush past this. Right. This is the origin of faith. This is the fountain of faith. This is where it comes from. This is how it comes. And nothing else will substitute. How do you get faith? You have to hear from him. For yourself. Did you hear me? Well, they believe in healing at Faith Life Church. That ain't good enough. Brother Keith believes in healing. That won't carry you. Brother Keith preaches on healing. Brother Keith preaches prosperity. Faith Life Church. We believe this. We believe that. That won't cut it. You have to hear it. And we're not talking about words bouncing off your eardrums. You've got to hear from God for yourself that it is His will for me to be healed. I've heard from Him for myself. It is his will for me to prosper. I've heard from him for myself. Nothing else will suffice. That's how faith comes. Can you say amen? Amen. So what should you do? You should seek to hear him through his word, through your own Bible. But then you should be under good teaching and preaching. Where there is the anointing. I said, where there's the anointing. Anointing. Because it's in the atmosphere. Oh, close your eyes. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's in the atmosphere of the anointing. That your ears open up. And you hear what you didn't hear before. And you hear it not from Brother Keith. You hear it from Him. From Him. From Him. When you've heard from Him. You got it. You know it. You're persuaded. You can stand. You can go. You can do. You can obey. You got faith now. Because you have heard from Him. Oh, can you say amen? amen? Praise Him a little bit. Father, we thank You. Oh, how good You are. How good You are. How good you are. Oh you are the author. You are the finisher. Of our faith. It's from you. It's in you. It's unto you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh thank you. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to Ephesians 1. I think I can close with this. I hope this is not too simple for you today. I'm telling you. It doesn't get much more important than this. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Verse 12. In whom. Talking about Christ Jesus our Lord. is how the last verse ended. In Christ Jesus, the Anointed One, our Lord, we have what? Hmm? I'm in the wrong chapter, am I not? That's good reading, though, in it? <laughs> Boldness and access. Well, turn over there then. 312. 312. In whom we have what? We've got what? boldness what else access. access means that's how you get in yeah. with what confidence. confidence how by the faith, by the faith of yeah. him how'd we get that faith we heard from him yeah. huh how could peter a man now who's at the forefront of the church. People are looking to him for leadership. At the very beginning. Of, of a promising ministry. Is going to go in the face. I mean. We don't see what he's doing. But I mean. He is kicking over everybody's sacred cows. Amen. Hallelujah. Doing this. I mean. He is. Flying in the face. Of you know, convention and tradition, nobody is going to think this is okay. At least not the leaders in the church. And you can see it. I mean, as soon as they heard about it, they sent word. Hey, we called a big meeting. You're in trouble. <laughs> right? Have you read it? But how could he know it all That Go right on down there. Without a doubt. He had heard from God. He heard from God on that housetop. And he heard from God for himself. And he knew it was God. How can you. In the face of pain. In the face of experts looking at you. Telling you you have to die and you can't live. How can you. Stand up. In the face of all the contradiction and say, no, I will live and not die. I will declare the glory of God. How can you do that? There's only one way. Only one way. It can't be what they believe down at the church or what my friends believe. You must have heard from God for yourself. It works this way in every area. This boldness, this confidence, that gets us into the blessings of God. It's by faith. It came by hearing Him. Now back up to where we were to start with. First chapter. He said in verse 12. That we should be to the praise of His glory. Who first did what? Trusted. Trusted. Is that a faith word? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Trusted in who? The anointed one. In whom you also what? Trusted. When did this trust come? Oh, do you see this? When did this trust come? This confidence. This knowing. After. After that you heard. The word of truth. The gospel of your salvation in whom also, what? After you believed. Well, when did you believe? After. After you heard. And when did you receive? After you believed. Oh, can you see this? After that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit Spirit. Of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. After you heard, you trusted. You believed. After you believed, you received. Glory to God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. You know why I'm excited? This works. This works. This works. This This is how you get your healing. This is how you live and not die. This is how you get out of debt and get your bills paid. This is how you get your marriage straightened out and your kids straight. This is how you live and do the work and will of God. This is how. This is how. There are no shortcuts. There are no substitutes. Nobody. I can't hear from God for you. You can't hear from God for me. You have to hear him. For yourself. In order to be one of the things you are the most hungry for. I mean ought not be a day go by. You don't open your eyes and think. Alright. I'm hearing from God today. On what I'm supposed to do. And how I'm supposed to handle my whole life. I am hearing from God. And when you hear from him. That's when the faith comes. And now I can stand. I have heard from him. Oh, glory to God. That's why we came to Branson. I said, that's why we came to Branson. That's why you and I are looking at each other. We heard from Him. Wasn't my idea. Wasn't Phyllis's idea. But see, the problem is, you got so many people going, well, I don't know. I mean, is it God? Is it not? Is it just me? I don't know. That's the problem. In that state, you are faithless. So what do I, how do I get free from it? Get your head out of the TV. Out of the magazine. Out of asking everybody what they think you ought to do. And get your head in here. And get your body in here. Right? And get your CDs and your tapes. And get under anointing. And keep looking at the Word until you hear it. Until you hear it for yourself. The times you may need to hear the same message 40 times. I'm serious. Yeah. And it'll begin to get in you. And will you know when you've heard from him? Oh, you won't have to ask anybody. You will know. You have heard from him. Don't try to hear an audible voice. Don't try to see writing in the sky. Don't try to have a vision. You hear him in your insides. But when you do. Now you know. Now you can stand. That's going to be okay. I've heard from him. Yes, sir. Go with him, he said. Yeah. Don't doubt one time. Oh, no. Why? I sent him. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he chucked hundreds of years of tradition right out the window. Hallelujah. Political correctness. Yeah. All his contacts, he just threw them out the window and said, I've heard from God. Oh, yeah. I'm going down there. Oh, can you say amen? And we saw the Holy Ghost fall and miracles. Glory be to God. Come on, stand on your feet. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory, 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 glory. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries,